Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to For God So Loved the Mom, a podcast for all things mom life, growing in your faith, and raising the next generation of Jesus warriors. I'm your host, Casey Prouty. I'm a full-time working mom and fellow kingdom warrior, and I am so excited to be here with you. So grab your coffee or your wine and get comfy as we talk about this beautifully chaotic journey that we call motherhood. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of For God So Love the Mom. I hope everybody's had a great week and weekend um, and just hopefully gotten some rest and didn't get too upside down with the the loss of our hour this weekend. So I want to talk to y'all because of my weekend about patience or lack thereof. So I spent the entire weekend with my son, my nephew, and my niece. My brother took uh, my sister-in-law out of town for her birthday. Um, So happy late birthday again, Mindy. And they went to just a short uh, beach trip for the weekend, for a weekend getaway for her birthday, just the two of them. So I stayed out at their house with... Wyatt, my nephew Dakota, my niece Ruby, their two dogs, and their cat. Y'all, I only have one child, technically two, but my stepson is 15 years older than Wyatt, so I only have one. I've had one at at this small age, y'all. And when I pick those two kids up, my back seat was full. I had three car seats back there, two booster seats and a car seat. And y'all, when I tell y'all, this is the tattletaleness group of youngins when they get together. And everybody was excited that they got to spend the weekend together. You know, Wyatt always looks forward to going out there. Dakota and Ruby always look forward to playing with Wyatt when they get to. But I'm telling y'all... If this weekend wasn't a test of my true motherhood patience, I don't know what was. So, Wyatt is six. Dakota is five. Ruby is four. Dakota is fixing to be six in April. Ruby just turned four. So, all weekend I had a four, five, and six. Ruby is the only girl... Um, Wyatt comes from a long line of boys on both sides. Dakota, you know, he's got a lot of boys on both sides. So, Ruby's the only girl. And boy, let me tell you, she is in control of most things. She is a slap mess. So, Friday, when I got off work, I went... And picked up Wyatt from school. I also went and picked up my stepson who was in town um, for the weekend. And because their daddy was working, uh, my stepson got to stay with us. So Friday night, I actually had my stepson who's 21, Wyatt, Dakota, and Ruby. 
So I got off work, picked up Wyatt, picked up Gage, went to my mom's house to pick up Dakota and Ruby, which is where they were um, since my brother was already gone. Picked them up. So I had a car full. We grabbed, you know, some pizzas because that was what was easiest on Friday night. And that's just how we do things. And we went on to the house. <laughs> Whoo, y'all, let me tell you, it didn't take no time, not no time for these kids. Mama, Aunt Casey, uh-uh, nope, nope, nope. My philosophy for the weekend was if it's not broke or bleeding, I ain't concerned. So y'all go play and figure it out, right? So... <laughs> You know, it was it was a true test of patience for sure. You know, my my kid especially is turning out to be just like me. He he talks all the time and he doesn't know when to stop and he doesn't know when to hush and that is me and was me and you know I just can't help it. So well played, Karma. You know, and it just it's it's funny to me how these kids can fight and fuss and not get along until it's 30 minutes past the time they're supposed to get in the bed and then magically they all become best friends um, and nobody wants to, you know, leave each other. I've only got one kid, but this weekend I had three and having three kids, I guess is like riding a bike, except, you know, the bike has no brakes and you're speeding down a bumpy hill and the tires are on fire. It's kind of how it was this weekend. And it goes by so fast that I get up Monday morning and try to figure out why I'm still tired. I mean, other than the fact that we lost a whole hour while I was out there and Wyatt and I got a good laugh because these kids get up at like the newborn crack of dawn. I think Ruby woke me up both days somewhere between 3.45 and 4 o'clock at some point. And, you know, the, the boys woke up probably 6, 6.30 Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. It was insane. And all I could think was, do you people not sleep? <laughs> Like, do you tiny humans just not sleep? <laughs> because when you get older, you will realize how much you enjoy your sleep. And right now, like, I'm trying to enjoy mine. But, you know, that's just not possible. So, you know, we're all spending the weekend running around like a chicken with our heads cut off. And, y'all, it's not easy. It is not easy. Did you know that you could ruin a kid's day, an entire day, because you gave them milk in the wrong color cup? Or because you gave them a cup that wasn't quite as full as everybody else's? Or these two got red cups and this one got a white one and this one don't want a white cup? Y'all, ruin a whole day because it was in the wrong color cup. It's crazy. It is crazy. And it's hard and it isn't it's just not easy. And you know, I wish everything was as doggone easy as getting fat. 
Right, because I, I made the statement all the time. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get fat. But you know what? Here's what we're going to do, mamas. We're not fat anymore. So when you get on the scale, just tell yourself you are wearing the full armor of God. And that mess is heavy. Right? It's heavy. It's all heavy. We ain't fat. It's heavy. We got there. And we get running, and I guess Saturday, Saturday was kind of a full day, and it was raining, and it was nasty outside, and it was cold, so we couldn't go outside and play, which is what they all love to do. And then, you know, we get to making breakfast, and making dinner, and you're making lunch, and making dinner, and you know, I, I started making dinner for myself, and then ended up making everybody except myself dinner. And I didn't even make enough for myself at that point. Like, all the kids sit down at the table and they're all eating. And here I am with nothing because I didn't make enough. Like, I thought mom brain was supposed to be gone by this point. Like, my kid is six. Like, isn't that just a newborn thing? <laughs> because you're tired? No, because I'm still tired. I don't think that ever goes away. You know, and like I said, these kids, I don't think these kids sleep when they're together. They don't get along all day long. And then we go to bed and they turn into best friends and they turn into these like dehydrated sponges who all of a sudden everybody has to have a glass of water and I need some water, but I need some water. Well, mama, I need some water. Everybody needs water all of a sudden and everybody needs like 12 hugs at night these kids that didn't want nothing to do with you during the day and everybody needs a hug and some water and well now you gave these two a hug and some water so this one needs a hug and some water too i don't know if i've ever given out so many hugs in my life but you know i love my babies and it just it is what it is so everybody got hugs and extra hugs and everybody got water and extra water and everybody finally got in their bed and at some point fell asleep, but still decided that they were going to wake up, I don't know, before the sun. You know, and <laughs> here's the thing. So, the Bible says in Psalm 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. Y'all, when I tell y'all, I am pretty doggone sure that God heard my cries this weekend because there were many of them. Many of the, Lord, please just make it stop. I'm sure he heard every single one of them. And it also says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. When I tell you I took that to every literal meaning I could get, I did it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting as still as I can on the couch, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, the kids are fighting. Instead of me fighting with the kids, it says you'll fight for me, and I'm being still. You better go handle it, because when Mama handles it, it's not as pretty. <laughs> that did not actually work. But, you know, that's what I told myself to get myself through. So, you know, that's just what we do. And, you know, like I've said... Wyatt is six, okay? And again, he's always been a pretty laid-back, chill kid. He was never, you know, he wasn't a real whiny kid. He just kind of was happy and played and, you know, did whatever he wants. But I've noticed that him and Dakota, 
because they are only six months apart, they're still in, they're in the same grade and, you know, they do things about the same. For whatever reason, this kindergarten age whines. And I mean the poke their lip out, puppy dog eyes, broke their heart, hurt their feelings kind of whine that they want something else that you're not going to give them. And they are just about the most impatient humans I've ever believe I met in my life. Because we know, especially as mamas, daddies, parents, babysitters, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, what is the one thing that a kid can't stand to be told? No, wait just a minute. Or you have to wait. Or we can't do that right now. Whatever version of no, you know, maybe later, which everybody knows is probably one of the biggest parent lies ever. That just means I hope you forget by the time later gets here. But whatever version of no you use at any given point, when you tell a kid, especially these days. So, prime example. My son has this little lightweight zip-up hoodie jacket thing that he likes to wear. He's got plenty of jackets upstairs, plenty of lightweight jackets, big jackets, whatever, upstairs. But he's got one. And it is getting too small now, so I'm trying to, like, weed it out of his clothes. But he has one that's his favorite that he likes to wear. Well, the last week or so, we have been looking for that jacket because whether it's 40 degrees or 140 degrees, the kid wants to wear this jacket. But we couldn't find it, couldn't find it. It wasn't in my room, wasn't in his room. We even called his daddy. It wasn't at his daddy's house. And we finally figured out where we had left it. And so once I figured out where we had left it, it wasn't somewhere that I could go and just get it right that second. And so I told him that I had found it and that we would go get it eventually. Y'all, when I tell you that the roof came down because I told this kid he could not have it right that second, which happened to be at like 8 o'clock at night. And his famous expression is, but I want to wear it now. Okay, well... It's not here. You can't wear it now because it's not here. I told you I know where it is. We're going to have to go get it. Well, you can go get it now. No, I can't. We will go get it. But you can't wear it right now. So for the next two days, because he didn't have it, that was what I heard. I want to wear it now. I want to wear it now. I want to wear it now. Because I found it, that meant he wanted to wear it now. He didn't really care what it took to get him where he wanted to go. It just needed to happen so he could wear this jacket now. Another example. Over the weekend, we got home after this crazy weekend that we had. And for some reason, he got hooked on the fact that he wanted to paint. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I think he was watching something on YouTube and they were painting. And so he decided he wanted to paint. And so all of a sudden he needed to have paint, but we didn't have any paint. So I told him, I said, well, this was on Sunday evening. I said, well, why don't we, when I pick you up tomorrow from school, 
you can take your tooth fairy money and we'll go get you some paint. I'll take you up to the Dollar Tree. We'll go get some paint. And that was just not good enough. I mean, crocodile tears, you know, a whole meltdown because his feelings were hurt and he was crying because he wanted paint and I wouldn't take him right that second to go get paint. So then this got me thinking, how often do we look like that? Even as adults, right? Like the girl on Willy Wonka, the rich girl that ate the blueberries, but well, no, it wasn't the blueberry girl. It was the little rich snobby girl who wanted everything and wanted everything now, wanted her daddy to, you know, buy Willy Wonka's whole, you know, thing he had going on there and wanted her, it wanted him to buy her an Oompa Loompa, right? And the golden goose. No, I want it now. And wasn't that her song? Like, I want it now, want it now. But did you ever stop to think that there are times in our life where we probably look just like a whining kid who wants what they want and wants it now. Because in that moment, we are saying, God, I don't trust your plan. I want this particular thing right now. God's timing is always perfect. He does not make mistakes. And we also forget that he's already been where we're going. So he knows what he's doing. It's the same, 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 same way that we tell our children or our teenagers when something happens. Listen to me. I've been there, done that. I know how it goes. I'm trying to tell you that you should handle this X way or you should, you know, go this route or you should do X, Y, Z different. How many times have you had that conversation with your kids, your siblings? You know, how many times have your parents told you that? I don't know how many times when I was a teenager in high school. I mean, how many of you have had teenagers who said, you just don't understand you just don't understand. You don't understand how I feel. You don't understand what I'm trying to say, or you don't understand what I'm trying to do. I know I said it all the time. It was like my biggest argument, I think, in, in high school. And your parents tell you, or you tell your children, I do understand. I've been there. I know how it feels. I've been there. They've already been where we are. God has already been where we're going. He knows what he's doing. We have to trust that his timing is always perfect and that everything happens in his timing, not our own. But we don't like that sometimes. And we become those impatient children who want what they want now. Who want what they want now and who use their, you know, 
their own initiative to try to make things happen the way that they want it to happen in the time frame that they want it to happen. And what usually happens is it blows up in their face. Because God is trying to tell you, I'm doing this. I'm trying to tell you that I'm doing this for you, that I am taking you where you want to go. You ask me and I'm trying to help you get there. But because it's taking a little bit longer than what we like, we turn into the impatient, I want it now child. I don't know anybody who hasn't been there. I don't know anybody. And I, y'all, I used to say all the time before I had children, job interviews, that kind of thing. I was a CNA for a while. I've worked in nursing homes. I've worked with Alzheimer's patients. And they always ask you, you know, what is one strength that you think you bring to the table? Well, I used to always tell them that I felt like I was the one that was blessed with patience. I was born with patience. I don't know what happens when we become mamas. I don't know if, you know, when you birth your child, all of your patience drains out of you at the same time. I don't know if, you know, it all just leaves your body at some point when your child does, because I can't believe that I spent nine months sharing my body with a kid who now won't even share his doggone Skittles with me. Something happens when we become mamas and whatever little bit of patience we may or may not have had before is like multiplied to the nth degree after we have a kid. Because I'm telling you, my patience is so doggone thin now that I can't help but laugh sometimes. Because even I catch myself wanting something so bad and trying to pursue something that I'm trying to find the quickest way there. And what's going to get me there the quickest instead of where is God putting my feet? Because he's going to put your feet on the path they're supposed to be on. Whether you like where you are or not. Whether you trust where he puts you or not. That's what he's doing. And he's going to show you eventually. If you don't trust me to get you where you want to go. I'm going to show you what happens when you try to do it on your own. So here's just a few words that remind us. That God reassures us that his timing is always perfect, even when we can't see it, right? That's what faith is, isn't that, you know, what it says? That's what faith is. You walk by faith and not by sight. You have faith enough to believe in him and believe he is, he is there and he is real. You have to have faith enough to also trust him to plant your feet where they need to be. So, What does he tell us about his timing? His timing tells us that he is patient. He's like a patient parent, but probably a whole lot better at it than what we are. So 2 Peter 3, 8 through 9 says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. 
Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. He is patient. He's not slow. He's not fast. He is patient in our attempt to speed up his timing. But he is patient with us. He directs us. We are all guilty of trying to pre-plan our future and where we want to go, what we want to do. Sometimes it's good, but a lot of times it's not. You know, we create a long-term plan that we'd really like, and then we find ourselves, you know, disappointed or, or even lost. But if we let him bring us to where we need to be, there isn't any room for hurt feelings or steps backward. You can just enjoy the journey knowing that he is the one that is guiding and directing your feet. He is patient. He also teaches us that being patient helps us live for today. Recognizing that each day that we get up out of the bed, we have only God to thank for that. He gave you breath for another day. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring us, so we should celebrate every day. Just like I said in the last episode, celebrate. The little wins, the big wins, celebrate every day and live every day by thanking and honoring him for the gift of life that we very often take for granted as we try to speed up time. His plan, his timing, his patience provides hope and a future. Because he's created a plan for everyone. But the way we go about trusting his plan is going to dictate our overall happiness. When you pray and you open up the communication line between here and heaven... You're telling him this is what I would like. It allows us to to go to him before seeking help anywhere else. The plans he has for us always exceed our own expectations because it aligns with what we are meant to be doing and not what we expect we should be doing. His patience teaches us to wait quietly. And in the land of motherhood, quiet is not something that we often get at any age or stage of life of our own or of our children. The last thing that we think about doing, especially in a bad situation, is waiting. We tend to act quick and without actually thinking or running away from the issue to avoid certain emotions or the reality of the choices that we made. We also don't often do this quietly. 
when we put our hope and our trust in God, we find that we can stand quietly and still and give it over to him and trust that he is in control in the first place. He is always good and has given us a gift and we should stand still in the middle of the storm be still and know that God is still there and is still in control and he's already been where you are so as you take on the next week and you go through school and sports and messes and tears and you know happiness and celebrations Try to remember to take a little bit of time to just be still. How many times do you tell your kids during the day, can you please just be still? Be still. Just be still. God is telling us the same thing. Because we're not supposed to run around like a chicken with our head cut off and try to do everything and be all things for all people. He wants us to just be still. So take a minute and just be still and remember that this too shall pass and you're still doing a great job. Go grab your coffee, mama. You deserve it. Hey guys, it's Wyatt. If you like my mom podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Hey mama, real quick before you go. Make sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a comment. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll come back for another episode of For God So Loved the Mom.